you obviously can't swear on the podcast, but I, I'm obviously like have to hold back my swearing because I am such a so one of my friends. Do it said now. Do it like, now. Do a thing is, where you like swear like a British person and say bloody. They say bloody and you know whatever you say. Uh, yeah. It's bloody stupid and it's bloody wank and I bloody hate it and this is absolutely stupid. Uh, that's how I would go on my angry <laughs> See, tirade. Americans won't take stuff. offense at that. They're just going to crack up and say, you sound like you're from London, England. <laughs> you sound like you're Honestly, in a movie. I get that so much whenever I go to America. It's actually insane. Like, I'll just say the most mundane thing and someone will just leap on it and be like, oh, I never got it. And I'm just like... <laughs> We love it. Plus, you sound sake. smart. It, you sound, it, it makes you sound smart. Like, it doesn't matter what you're saying. Say the dumbest thing, but with that accent. What's the yeah, dumb? Let's say like, something oh really God. dumb. Because so, um, the reverse is also true. Like, oh, I'm a nuclear fusil. Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't play it off if you're saying it with the wrong yeah, accent. The you know, but on the green. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Right. Yes. I believe the dumb. earth is flat. Say that, but with, with a really <laughs> yeah, posh accent. I believe the earth is flat. Right. See, people would believe you. Here, you could, yeah, you, you, exactly. could you could sell anything <laughs> with the proper British accent. Literally, and it's bloody annoying because it's like, oh, sorry, I did it again. But, um, <laughs> change into voiceover champions to save the voiceover world. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Joshua Seth, and this is Voiceover Champions, the show about voice actors for voice actors, and fans of voice actors. I've been a voice actor for about 30 years, and I love meeting new people and learning new things, which is what this show is all about. I've been wondering lately about the difference between being a voice actor in England and the UK versus here in the United States. Have you ever wondered about that, how voice acting and the business of voiceovers changes from country to country? I did. So I reached out to... Elsie Lovelock, who is a British singer and voice actress, very talented and very funny. We had a lot of laughs in today's episode, which we'll get to in just a moment. But first, I wanted to thank everybody who turned out for my voice acting workshop last weekend on Zoom. It was sold out. Well, I, sold out. I only, I only admit 12 students because I have to have time to work with each person on the mic, right? And it's it's for three hours on Zoom on a Saturday. And it's so gratifying as a coach and a teacher to see people's reads improve and their skills level up just in the course of a few hours on a Zoom. So I will be running the next workshop on Saturday, February 25th. So if you're interested, the link is in the show notes below. And if you want to sign up, I would recommend you do it soon. In convention news, I will be appearing this weekend at the Simi Valley Toy and Comic Fest. One day only, Sunday, February 5th, for a Digimon cast reunion. We've never done a cast reunion before. Why are we doing it in Simi Valley? Because the Simi Valley Toy and Comic Fest asked us to. And they're flying me in, and I haven't done an event in the Los Angeles area since 2018. So if you're in the area... Stop on by. This is a very rare chance to meet the cast and celebrate Digimon for a day. The link is in the show notes. 
Today's guest is Elsie Lovelock. She's a British singer and voice actress. You know what? This is a chance for me to do some silly British accent, so. Elsie Lovelock is a British singer and voice actress who has voiced in and provided song vocals for many games, animations, and anime. Along with voiceover, she also has her own YouTube channel with over 200 covers. She's probably best known for voicing Mommy Longlegs in Poppy Playtime Chapter 2, being the singing voice of Charlie in the Hasbin Hotel pilot and the main character, Uzi, in the popular indie animation Murder Drones. Other games she can be heard in are Genshin Impact, Smite, Paladins, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and many, many more to come. Please welcome this week's voiceover champion, Elsie Lovelock. And there you go. Yay! That was I do? absolutely I do? Be- That was beautiful. I love that. <laughs> yes, that was that was my sophisticated British Ooh. English accent, you know. There's so That was there's, brilliant. I love that. That was I so, feel very um <laughs> There's so many to choose from. I know, I was gonna say, like it was very good. And I'm I'm actually like very uh very chuffed to be the first British guest on your podcast. Is that true? Is that, that I don't true? know what chuffed means, but you are the first <laughs> First UK-based guest. That is true. British. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, no, that that means I'm very happy and yeah. very oh, grateful chuffed. Okay. to be we've, on here. We've learned <laughs> something chuffed. here today. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, this is wild, actually. <laughs> Why me, is it wild? Yeah, I'm just going to get that out of the way. If you told, like, eight-year-old me that I would be talking to, like, a voice, you know, the main voice actor from one of my favorite shows back then, honestly, like, mind-blown, like, I, I really... Thanks so much for having me on here. It really means yes. a lot. Do, do you want me to do the whole interview in the voice of Ty? <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. Because oh that gosh. could get really annoying. <laughs> yeah. More so for you, because I can imagine Mostly for it's me, yeah. easiest. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> on your vocal cords. But you no, know, honestly, like, it's Not crazy. at all. Actually, you know what? The Ty voice was my actual real voice back when I started recording it. And yeah. one reason that I'm fascinated with voice actors like yourself that are great singers. I mean, to me, from what I know of you, and we'll get into this, but like you're first and foremost a singer. And, yeah. and it was through vocal training and learning to sing and learning to use my instrument well that I was yeah. able to drop the the pitch into a more naturally placed area in, in yeah, my body. Absolutely. Because it, yeah. like a lot of Americans... I I used to speak mostly from the the throat up rather than yeah. in a in a more uh, properly placed, and, yeah, and it, exactly. that's despite that's despite having <laughs> years of musical theater experience as a kid, like in professional oh, really? Broadway oh, touring you did? shows. Oh, that's awesome. That's how yeah. I started, but I didn't. But I wasn't trained. So there's a difference between yeah, yeah. like on the job training, as it were, like being a yeah. kid in a in a show doing eight shows a week, and then just making it based on being a cute kid. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> actual training, which you've ob- obviously had. So, yeah, to do the whole thing in the in the tie voice, that's no big deal because that's pretty yeah. much what I used to sound like. Although, it's, I, I, uh, it's yeah, it's crazy because because you're what I would say is like the you're like the quintessential anime protag like voice. Like that's what I think of. Like, oh, when thank I you. you. Yes. So it's just I, it's awesome. I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> now, I I will say, um, for me. 
what I'd rather do is the entire interview in a silly British accent. <laughs> or tea and maybe, crumpets, mate. That's what I get that's every right, time I that's go right. to the US. Yeah, tea every crumpets. time. <laughs> right. You know, one, of my, one of my favorite comedies is Mordecai. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, but Dem- I... Hello, my name's Mordecai. He's <laughs> got a bit of an overbite <laughs> like this. <laughs> my word. Not quite. Oh, I mean, I'm going God. way over the top. But Literally, let's... I get that every time I go to the US. Like, we love it. If I say we... anything, I'm like, I'm like how, where's the thing? How do I get there? And then they're like, oh, how why do, you... do I get there? <laughs> yes. How do you say this in England? How do you say that? How do you write? How do you say napkin? It's different, right? <laughs> yeah. Say napkin. No, napkin. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's a serviette. Yeah, yeah, serviette. Oh, that's what I was going for. Serviette. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Yeah. Say, say, say mushy peas. Mushy peas. Mushy peas, right? <laughs> yes. Now and then and then and then the rule of threes, here we go. And say taxi. Taxi. That's the same. That's the same. Oh, it's cab. Okay, yeah. Your you cab. got it. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get a cab, Wait, I'm gonna but, get a taxi. I, I am really interested to to find out about the differences between being a voice actor in the UK as opposed to the United States. Although you haven't been one in the United States, so perhaps you are unaware of what those differences are, but we will definitely get into that. But before we do, for those that may not be as aware of your background, your characters, and what you do in and out of voiceovers, you know, just could you run through it doing maybe some of the voices and let the listeners hear? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, okay. So the first three that you mentioned at the beginning are probably like the ones I'm most known for. Uh, so I'll just do like a weird little speed run. I always get so embarrassed when I do these kinds of things, but, um, Okay, so Mummy Longlegs in Poppy Playtime Chapter 2 is like, Hello, I'm Mummy Longlegs. It's so good to see you. And then uh, Uzi in Murder Drone, she's just kind of like an American, like, moody, you know, what are you doing? Get away from me, you freak. Oh, no, wait, I'm the freak. And then uh, Aspen Hotel was singing, uh, so I'm not going to subject you to that right now, uh, but <laughs> that's probably something I'm, like, most known for Look, overall. it is, because uh... <laughs> on YouTube, that's had something like 88 million views. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's actually insane. Like it's it was really cool to be a part of it, and I absolutely love when I'm able to sing for something, especially like an an animation like that. So yeah, it was amazing to be part of it. Now, for the listeners to this podcast, I have talked about singing with a lot of voice actors, and and most mm. of us I have found have a background in singing because it's what teaches you to use your voice and be flexible and yeah, not damage absolutely. it. But now let me make a distinction here because you're a real singer. Like you're not just, <laughs> you're not just playing around at it. Like, like I am like, you, like you've, do you have like operatic training or something? There's a difference and you can immediately hear it. Oh, thank you so much. First of all. And um, I'm actually not formally trained what? Um, I, I no, I'm not. Like after like all you that. Said, <laughs> no, I know, I know. That I can't like believe really that. Like really? <laughs> no. You yeah, sound like you like... could you could do like a one woman show just singing. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Um, no, I I'm actually not. Like I've done a lot of like shows and stuff. Done cabaret. Obviously, my YouTube channel is was a huge part of like what helped me get to where I am. Like it just kind of helped refine me because I was able to like dabble in all kinds of different genres of music and try out lots of different styles. So that really helped in like me sort of training, so to speak. Well, but wait I a haven't second. Been, like... are, are you are you sort of a, like a singing savant? Like I I'm <laughs> I'm blown away because. 
the 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 range of what you're doing, the different styles. I mean, I I listened to even demos on your website a little bit, like when you were doing lounge singing and it had that sort of breathy chanteuse sound and then you're yeah. and then you're doing the big over-the-top musical style and then you're actually yeah. singing opera in what seemed to be another language unless you were messing around with and oh, no. and that was all gibberish like that seems real to me oh no honestly like that really means a lot that you say that I'm I, I just yeah I, I just I don't know like I haven't had any formal training I wanted to go to musical theater school uh but I didn't get in and so that kind of deflated me so I like sort of went online to YouTube and started doing covers and stuff and and I enjoyed that more in all honesty because I can't dance either I'm absolutely crap at dancing so it was <laughs> much better to be online for me and um yeah I'm just really glad that like it's gone somewhere you know like it's nice that people you know sort of have heard me and now I can do that for games and animations and stuff it's just really it's just amazing like I'm just really grateful where I've ended up from it you know so is that what led to your being able to book roles as a voice actor the fact that you had all of these YouTube videos go viral where you were singing and doing sort of fan versions of things yeah, it definitely helped. Uh, like with Has Been, had I not had the huge backlog of uh, covers from like Disney movies and stuff that mm -hmm. I'd done, uh, it would have been marginally harder to put myself forward for a job like that because in the brief, when they sent me the um, email, like they wanted to, me to try out, they were like, she's like a, a Disney princess, essentially. Well, and let's, I was like... let's back up with who <laughs> sent you. Like, is this a representative? Oh, sorry. This is agency? for Has Been. This is for the Has Been pilot. So this was the team uh -huh. oh, that sent oh, okay. me so, the. Yeah, was that sorry, the first I, thing I that you did? Confused. Where did you start? That What's was... your origin story? Let's back up. How did you get your start as a voice actor? Oh yeah, from sorry, the beginning. I'm like, I tend to yes. dabble. Yes. So back to me. I um, started from the very beginning wanting to actually be an animator because uh, I draw as well and that was what I originally wanted to do and then mm -hmm. I went to art school I didn't really enjoy it and then when I was 17 years old I got cast in the ensemble of an opera um, it's not running anymore it was like a limited run a special adaption of a book and um, they were looking for kids around my local area that had never done opera before and they turned it into a documentary and it was a whole thing but could that you, experience could you, huh? could you just because I feel like I keep talking about your singing voice without demonstrating it is there just a line like one brief thing that you could say sorry to put you on the spot like that no, it's but as an example <laughs> of what we're talking about here Oh, you want me to like sing something operatic like a yes, quick yeah, yeah. second? Okay, I'm just going to turn this down a second. Okay, my voice is really bad at the moment. <clears throat> I've no idea what the hell that was. I just made that up on the spot. I, I have chills. <laughs> it, oh, bless really, you. It's <laughs> really amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, it, so, it, it was really cool. Yeah. So I was in that. And then that start, kind of. You started with that by doing opera yeah, I, I and started, faking it. it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like I tried my best. But what kind of um, changed my mind with that experience was that I got offered to be an understudy for one of the main roles. Uh, like they sort of like handpicked me and that like just made me so like, oh, I can actually do this. Cause you know, I loved being on stage and singing and everything, but I was so shy and I'd been like bullied prior to that. And it, and all of that just really like got me out of my shell. So I owe a lot. The to... bullying got you out of your shell. That's interesting. No, no, no. <laughs> the bullying put me in a shell. The singing uh, got me out of the shell. Oh, yeah, that exactly. Makes a... <laughs> that, that makes a lot more sense.
<laughs> thanks ty from digimon oh my god that is so wild yeah but that's that's what i mean so uh, from that experience i then was like actually i don't want to draw anymore i don't enjoy animating it's not really for me there's so many more talented people at that out there so i wanted to do musical theater instead and that just turned into doing lots of different uh shows productions cabaret and then youtube and then from youtube kind of snowballed into like just doing voices myself in my videos and stuff like that. Let's slow slow down, slow down. When did you start doing YouTube and how long did it take before that channel really took off? I believe you have something like 190,000 subscribers. Yes, at the yeah. moment. Uh, yes. And I started my channel when I was 16. Oh, God, what a while, long time ago. 2008. So like three and years. I... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I think 2008 was the year I started it, and then really I early, it, like YouTube yeah. had only come out. A I know, of years prior like only that. been open like exactly. And I feel kind of bad because I didn't put as much time into it as I probably should have. I just kind of Who uploaded knew? like <laughs> exactly, and then later on, it's it's turned into this, and now this mm -hmm. is my full time job. And yeah, that singing went from you know that into voiceover. Did the first voiceover opportunity come to you, or did you seek it out? I kind of had this weird epiphany moment I was sort of like why am I not getting things and all that stuff and I had this epiphany moment where I was like actually no I have to really like seek this like I have to put mm -hmm. myself out there and I'm the one who has to send auditions and I'm the one who has to go after this with but how everything did you even know where the auditions were or were oh, they still man, online I... back then yeah I did them all online I looked on mm -hmm. Facebook I went on like um, oh just you know, anything then yeah anything like i looked for anything i could and um i went on like you know facebook voice acting alliance was like a big website for um online voice actors back then uh you know like newgrounds all these kinds of online sites and i would just sort of see what there was and i think a lot of um prior networking also helped me because i used to go to conventions like magfest and stuff and mm -hmm. i met a lot of people there who would be people in the future that i would end up working for like animators and uh, you know video game devs and mm -hmm. stuff like that so it's really cool that going to these events and meeting these people you you know you meet each other and then you end up working with each other down the line because like they suggest you for things and they go oh i know a, a british voice actress you know I've you're met absolutely one. right that's kind of why i'm doing this podcast now is i just yeah. got back into being a guest appearing at these conventions six or seven months ago and i was reconnecting with people from the the industry that I hadn't seen in years or meeting new ones and thinking, well, I'd like to actually get to know them better and yeah. I'll bet their fans would too. So yeah, yeah you're right. These, oh God, these sorts of connections are so important. They're and, so important. I mean, what made you like decide that you wanted to suddenly like go back into doing like conventions and stuff like that? Because you must have had, well, you do still have so many offers to go to these conventions and stuff because, you know, like you're, you're iconic. So well, <laughs> what made you want to just it, decide to go back to them? A couple of things. I mean, I, I am. It's January, and I'm booked on 30 conventions so far for this year. So Amazing! Yeah, there is That's a demand. fantastic. Part of it is yeah. that the industry has no, matured. So before the pandemic, there weren't as many, and they weren't as big as they are now. There was yeah. a lot of pent up demand from fans, but just all kinds of people that were isolated for those couple of years that want to go to events and connect with other like-minded people and those yeah, comic cons and conventions give that opportunity but the other reason is more selfish i guess in that <laughs> i left voiceovers about 15 years ago by choice mm -hmm. in order to tour my live stage show i'm a mentalist yeah. in your your country you have 
the best mentalist in the world by the name of Darren Brown. Yes. Yeah, he, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I flew to New York and saw his off-Broadway show the one time that he did it there. And oh, amazing. So I do something somewhat similar here in the States, and I've been touring with that since about 2007, which is when I left Los Angeles to go on tour. Right. And I never thought I'd be able to come back to voice acting because I didn't live in L.A. anymore. But now, since the pandemic, everything went remote. And so I probably should have started voice acting during the pandemic a couple of years ago, but I didn't know to your point because I wasn't networked back into the community of voice actors and I, I had no idea what was going on. Now that we're coming out of it and I started going to the conventions, other voice actors are saying, well, you don't need to live in LA or New York. You could do it from Florida, which is where I live. And yeah. so I am. That's really awesome, though. Like, I'm I'm really like, it's just so great to see like you're doing all that and, you know, just having fun and meeting fans. And yeah, yeah and, it's, it's and that and that is leading to work that is leading to offers that are coming to me. Now, I actually do need to get representation and get real auditions. But yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. funny. I in at the beginning of my voiceover career, which we're talking like 30 years ago, practically. Wow. It was really hard to find auditions because there was no social media and the internet was in its infancy. And yeah, you had absolutely. to physically pound the pavement and knock on doors physically to go yep. and and do things. So the auditions were sort of far and few between, which makes it harder to get good because yeah, you have to do definitely. a thing to get good at whatever it may be. Yeah. So, yeah, it took years, but it doesn't necessarily have to take that for people now because the process yeah. is so much more efficient. Of course, there's a lot more people engaged in the process because you can do it from anywhere and there's so much exactly more, so much more work to be had. But yep. back then, 20-some years ago, I went through this hockey stick sort of a process where there was no growth, nothing really to brag about just one commercial one day on yeah. a show like Rugrats or voicing Hey Arnold or one of the, you know, a, yeah. a few days on a movie or something and, and, and then nothing for a month. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of stuff started hitting all at once in the early 2000s. And then I kind of didn't need to audition because people would come to me and say, do I have time yeah. for this? Now, exactly. because I've been gone so long, it's the exact opposite where... <laughs> the the other voice actors yeah. know who I am, but the industry, I don't know if they know who I am or not. We will find out. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, exactly. It's, that's yeah, a long way to answer your story. Yeah. And the other reason, though, is I have two kids and I don't want to tour the way that I used to tour with my stage yeah, show. Sure. It'd be much better to do recording like this from home while they are at school and only be gone on the weekends for the comic cons and sometimes yeah. they even come with me because they're kids so of course yeah. they like it oh yeah. that's yeah it's lovely <laughs> in, in fact in fact yeah, i showed course. my daughter nikita who's nine i showed her a picture of your character in poppy playtime and she's like oh i know that that's scary <laughs> that's so sweet yeah oh bless her although i would say if you took a little of the menace out of that voice it could sound like the old Cinderella, one of the one of the fairy godmothers in the old Cinderella. 
Yeah, that's exactly, it's funny that you say that because that's exactly the kind of vibe I was going for because like she's originally designed to be quite a motherly, sweet, uh, you know, like good with kids sort of character. But the twist is that obviously she's really scary and, you know, all messed up. So I kind of wanted her to sound like those old timey sort of 50s mums. That's exactly uh, what I got out of it, but with menace. (laughs) Oh, good, that's great. (laughs) So could you do do a line so that our listeners know what we're talking about? Uh, yeah, so she's, um... Mommy heard that Miss Poppy was going to just give you the train code to escape. Now, how is that fun? Now, do the exact same voice, but talk about something like Be Back from the Ball by Midnight. So, Mommy wants you to come back from the mall by 9 p.m. That's your curfew. <laughs> I meant the ball. Did I say mall? <laughs> the ball, the mall, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's right, this, the ball. Yeah, oh, it, you meant the Cinderella. <laughs> it's because it's Cinderella. I don't think there was a mall. But, you know, maybe that's a good idea for a remake. Yeah. <laughs> Cinderella, the reboot. Come back from the mall by midnight. She goes to the mall instead of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> instead of dancing, they go shopping. Oh my gosh, my hearing, honestly, it's been ruined by <laughs> listening to music so loud over the years. Sometimes I just like miss words. Oh, that's funny though. But yeah, that, that, that it's it's great that you say that because that is honestly like what I was sort of vibe I was going for. So that's really cool that you picked up on that. <laughs> so when did you actually transition from having to hunt out all of your own auditions and just do anything to being able to audition for and portray roles in the sorts of properties that people know you for? Yeah, it's a huge mishmash of things because I'm really lucky that people, um, you know, I've had so many amazing people like recommend me for things over the years, uh, rosters that I've been part of or or been able to join, especially during the pandemic. Like a lot of these rosters opened their doors to a lot of remote talent, which was amazing. Um, And I did get an agent like nearly two years ago now. And Mm -hmm. um, I love her and she's great. And she's been a huge, I owe a lot to her because she's been a huge part of me, like getting more roles, obviously, Mm -hmm. um, in UK studios. Uh, which I wasn't getting before. Like I didn't know how, because because over here it's like you're yeah, pretty that much would be like, the big mystery. Yeah, exactly. Like, you can't um, pretty much like work with a studio unless you have an agent, because they all go through like spotlight or agents. So yeah, it, it's just been really good. But I was just lucky, just from mainly just from like networking and stuff. Like knowing people has been a huge part of things. Uh, and obviously, like doing the old grind, you know, submitting demos, you know, all the time, like really hustling you know all that kind of stuff so it's just been like a huge rainbow of different things over the years that have just like made my tree grow and flower and it's <laughs> oh, just, that's a nice way to put it it's, it's, yeah, yeah branch out branching out yeah just right. like anything that you can do you know do, do they ask you to do different types of english accents or even american accents or is your natural way of speaking in demand over there yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, there's Is that like, a Sussex yeah, it's Sussex. Yeah, Sussex. I, I, yeah, I'm from Sussex. Yeah, so it's like South England. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, they, they often ask for um, American accents over here for some stuff. Uh, yeah, it's it's so weird because like there's just so many things that could be anything. Um, I'm lucky that I've been able to do an American accent for a lot of projects. I'm very grateful say, for that. Because... Say that line in an American <laughs> accent. I'm really grateful that I've been able to do an American accent for a lot of projects. It's my American accent is quite Californian, like it's quite Valley girl, but I like to think that I've 
kind of you know like gotten to that point where it's less noticeable that i'm british there's uh, a, at the, that's really good there's a, there's a there's a saturday night live sketch they used to do i think it was called the californians where all they're talking about is traffic and how to get around traffic and that would have fit right in yeah, bro, you take the, the Mulholland in order to go yeah, on the 101 yeah, yeah. to the 134 <laughs> to the 5 to the... Yeah. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be me. On yeah, that's Thursday. right. I'm that's actually right. going to uh, Burbank on Thursday. Uh, you are? For a week. Yeah, to visit some friends. So I'm going to be getting that whole, uh, oh, you're from Britain, you know, again. So yeah. I've got but that you to could, <laughs> You could pretend that you're local and see if you get away with it. I've often, like, been tempted to do that. Like, if I you go to a restaurant At least one day you should do that. I, I might try it, but I think I would just cringe to myself and then I would just end up laughing and like just messing it all up. So that's why I've never done it. But it's always been something like in the back of my mind, just to see if I can get away with it. Yes, I, I would like you to, to <laughs> do that and then report back. I don't know. I'm not, yeah. you probably, you, I'll tell you what, you probably could get away with it, but not because your California accent sounds so natural because it is a bit of a characterization. Uh, yeah, well, not a sure. bit. It is a characterization. <laughs> yeah, you I would definitely. still get it. You'd get away with it in L.A., though, just because people are only thinking about themselves. Yeah, and so they much. wouldn't really be paying attention to you anyway. Yeah, true. <laughs> true to a degree. Yep. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it, it's been something that I've been tempted to try. So maybe this time I will try it and we'll see if it works. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I used to live in Burbank, so I, I can oh, really? recommend a nice. few restaurants and places to go yeah, if you oh, like it yeah, definitely definitely see if you can get some passes to the magic castle which is where i used to perform oh. which is just oh, five really? minutes over the hill oh, but yeah Bur I'm burbank's got that. nbc studios it's got bang zoom entertainment yeah. it's it's got a lot of the dubbing studios for anime yeah, oh, in God, that area so yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome to go there and just sort of see like a casual like studio, like a massive studio, just like on the side of the street next to like, you know. The name the is massive, but something. the building is nondescript. It's just yeah. a. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be like one a, side. A hunk of concrete like, wow. with no windows. Yeah. 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 And then it'd be like this sign for this amazing studio that all this amazing stuff was recorded at. And it's just mm -hmm. right there. It's like, it's yeah, just you'd have, wild. You'd have no idea what it is unless you know yeah. specifically to look for it. <laughs> Literally. You think they would just imprison people there or something? There's bars <laughs> on what used to be windows and they're all boarded they up with like that, plywood they? and yeah, foam. They're kind of, yeah. yeah, they're a bit imposing, uh, a lot of the buildings there. But I really like visiting there because Burbank reminds me a little bit of the town that I live in, which I won't say, but it's got that kind of artistic, sort of free sort of vibe, which I really mm. like, uh, kind of a bit more bohemian side. Like that's why I, I really like visiting there. And there's some great shops and you know, all this kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to going again. I can't wait. Very cool. This has been the Burbank Hour. <laughs> <laughs> what, Burbank? For anybody that's not from L.A., they don't know what we're talking about. Oh, and how could I have missed? And there's Warner Brothers Animation. So I live just yeah. a few blocks from there. And oh my God. I used to be the promo guy for Kids WB. And oh on their whole, I, when I they had Saturday morning that. cartoons. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Chan Adventures, the Batman on an all new Pokemon, all that stuff. And oh my God. I could walk there and walk home afterwards. That was <laughs> one of the things I liked about Burbank is that it's it is part of L.A., but it feels like a small town. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's why I like it. And it's it's really nice. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to going back there. All right. Now, before we get off this section. Any advice for people who want to get into the voiceover business now? Yes. 
Uh, my advice would be primarily remembering at the core of it that this is a job and you have to treat it like any other job that exists ever, which is, you know, just be professional, be nice. Uh, just because you think that it's like just doing a bunch of voices in a booth doesn't mean that you don't have to extend the same courtesies and kindness that you would in any other job. Uh, because I find that a lot of people, they they think that it's like really easy to get into. And like, it is very random, like how you get into it. Like everybody has their different story, how they get into it, but you still have to treat it with the same respect that you would any other job, you know, like, I think that's one of the things that really hit me when I started like working in studios and stuff was how um, professional and sort of like da -da 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 -da, everything really was, which when you're kind of recording from home, you sort of think that it's like all about you and you're sort of like in your own bubble. And then when you work in studios professionally, it kind of bursts that bubble and you're like, oh, this is like, a job you know that i'm being yeah, brought in to come in and people do actually and work there and there is yeah, a schedule exactly, like, you know this is like it, it's, it's that kind of like revelation but like yeah and just like just don't be don't don't um speak about things online in a horrible way like don't be mean to people um because people do see it and obviously you know that stuff can come up later all that sort of stuff um, and most importantly, just remember, like, it takes time. Uh, this is something that it takes a really long time for the ball to get rolling in a lot of instances. So, like, don't be discouraged that you're not booking things straight away. You might do. You might not. It might take a while. But if this is something you really want to do, just keep going. Don't give up. And, you know, if you've got a talent for it and you've got passion for it, you know, at the end of the day, someone is going to hear that and and book you for something. So just just keep going is what I'd say. <laughs> That's all great advice. So courtesy, professionalism, and tenacity. Yeah, that's it. That's right. it. That's literally it. That's and now it's it. time for the lightning round. Yay! <laughs> is there a role you've always wanted to voice? A character in Overwatch. Just any character. Just love Overwatch. Who's your favorite voice actor? Alison Court. What's a voice actor you'd love to work with? Uh, Erica Limbeck. What's your favorite voiceover role that you've done? Uh, probably Mommy Longlegs. What's a project you'd love to work on? Resident Evil. And that has been The Lightning Round. Yay! <laughs> That's so fun. I love that. Now, let's talk tech. But sexy. Tell us about your voiceover booth. <laughs> My booth is a Studio Bricks OnePlus with Ooh, a. Ooh, it's the OnePlus for that extra one room. Yep, with the Neumann U87AI microphone. Got and, that? Um, you what? You got the expensive one. Yeah. I got Breaking a nice character. Hold on. Jewel one yes. day, and I was like, <laughs> and I was she's like, got, I'm getting it. <laughs> she's got money to burn. <laughs> Only once, and I spent it on this, and it was the best money I've ever spent. So, yeah. <laughs> What's your audio interface? It is a I can't remember. Audient ID14 going through a Neve 1073N. Oh yeah. How about yeah. that DAW? 
<laughs> it's Adobe Audition. Same thing think? over here, baby. We're, <laughs> yeah. We're both <laughs> using the same software if you know what I'm talking oh, yes. about. <laughs> and that's been Tech Talk, but sexy. Yep. Oh. All right. Love it. That's a new that's a new <laughs> bit there. <laughs> Love it. That was because great. I, I was thinking of cutting the the that segment because everybody's got a Neumann, everybody's got a Adobe Audition. <laughs> I'm like, I need to make it funny. So, so far, so good. No, it's great. I love right. the little character break there. That was funny. Moving on now, it's time for questions from the fans. Yay! All right. Now, I don't read these ahead of time because they are coming in while we are doing the interview. Since yes, I posted they might that be a this bit, morning. bit random. Bit random, yes. <laughs> bit random, yeah. yes. Oh, <laughs> I can't help it. I can't believe I've gone through You're this doing entire it now. interview. <laughs> yes, I'm doing it again. I'm sure. I'm sure people would think that I'm a natural-born British citizen if I start talking like this all the time. Absolutely, is, could never well, tell the difference. The, what, what is, is that? Is is that a certain type of English accent, or did I just make that up? You know, you this sort of thing. There's a lot of music in the voice. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry to say you. You made that up. Maybe no, the whole family are the closest it's not to real. that. I suppose it's quite posh. It's quite posh now, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it quite it, posh? Ain't it now? If I do like this, now you sound like what? you're sweeping chimneys, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> Jiminy crickets. Jiminy cricket. Oh my god! <laughs> it's down the chimney. <laughs> when I was a kid, I did all all of these touring Broadway shows that I didn't tour. Yeah, they would come amazing. to where I lived and I would be the mm. kid higher. And uh, the one that I did the most was Oliver. And I'd usually be oh. cast as Artful Dodger. I know a certain respectable old gentleman who'll give you lodgings for oh nothing and God, never ask for so the change. Cute. His name's Fagin. Right, like, oh, yeah. Yourself. Did you do all that? Like, consider oh, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> at home. Consider yourself. Yes. Part of the family. I yeah. love it. Oh my uh, over gosh. a thousand performances sing. in four different productions. One of oh which God, was with Rip Taylor as the oh. as Fagin. Amazing. That's so good. I've been meaning to sing um, Nancy's song for a really long time. You know, as long as he needs me. I've been meaning to do that mm -hmm. one for a while. That's a very good musical. That's awesome. I didn't know that. There you go. You got it down pat. You. You're okay, I, at Brit. least I have I have one <laughs> British accent that sounds like a real one because I've been doing it since I was eight. There you go. That's amazing. So, oh, my gosh. So here we go. Questions from the fans. Adam asks, she plays Maggie Speltzer in SMG4. That's my favorite. That's not a question, Adam. You <laughs> but I'm talk very about glad it. to hear that. Thank you so much, Adam. <laughs> That's Mar sweet. Mary hopefully asks, out of all the voices you've done, which has been the hardest character to voice and why? Now that's a question. Ooh, now that's a good that's a good one. Um I won't take too long, but I did a game that's not out yet where I voiced a character who went through some very horrible things and it was very very sad and it was very difficult because she's also goes from being young to being in her 60s and I did both voices. So it was Ooh. like I had to do like her young and her old and going through all these emotional things mm -hmm. and it was really taxing and it was like one of the first times I've actually like cried during a session because I was just like oh god this is just like you know really was intense. that part of so the part of the scene or just because of the pressure 
Oh no, just just from the situation. Like I'm such oh, really? an empath. Yeah, like I'm mm-hmm. such an empath that I really just like I, I really have to like keep my emotions in check. So if something's really, really sad, I pick up on that really easily. So it just made me cry. And then after that, I was just like really emotionally exhausted. Uh so I'd say that one definitely. And obviously, as you would know as well, any kind of anime or game where you have to just scream constantly. Uh, games for, like, for me, yeah. The video games yeah. can like quite for like taxing. three or four hours mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Although dying I also in various ways like... and being injured and doing it over and over yeah exactly yeah like getting burnt and all that stuff mm-hmm. that's all really really fun but can be pretty taxing so yeah indeed Wyro asks what's in store for Uzi later on in the series I can't tell you you're gonna have to find out when it comes out alright no spoilers here <laughs> no spoilers here And that's it for questions from the fans. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Awesome. That's great. Now, speaking of spoilers, are you able to tell us anything that you are working on now or projects that are going to be coming out in the future that you've already recorded? I can't. I'm sorry. I have to do that annoying. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Really annoying thing. (laughs) Sometimes I think, oh, this will be the time as somebody breaks their NDA and I I get a scoop on the podcast. (laughs) One of these days. Yeah, I'm so sorry that I can't contribute to that, but unfortunately, I get those it. How, NDAs. How, how about Comic-Con appearances? I know you're making one here in the U.S. Yes. I uh, First of all, I'm going to be going to a U.K. one, uh, which is going to be Annie Manga Pop in Plymouth, U.K., which is in like the West Country. And then, yes, I'm doing another American one, uh, which is uh, KameaCon in Dallas, Texas, which is super exciting. I've never been to Texas before, so... I just came back from Texas and really? there were a lot of fans there. So Amazing. The oh, I'm so excited. Experience. Yeah. And I really want to try barbecue as well. So I'm just like, well, that's the place for it. <laughs> it's going to be great. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and yeah, those are the ones at the moment. Uh, I think I've got another one coming up, but I'm not sure. But those are the ones that are definitely happening. Fantastic. And where can people find you online? Where's the best place? Yes, so I'm the most active on Twitter, which is at Elsie Lovelock. Uh, obviously, there's my YouTube channel too, which is Elsie Lovelock. And then my website, uh, if you want to hear and see things I've done, which is www.elsielovelock.com. I would definitely recommend checking out some of those reels on her website for the voice actors oh. out there that, that are interested to hear what I've been talking about in regards to her singing or oh, on her you. YouTube <laughs> channel there's tons of content because you've been doing it for 15 years and i will have all of those links in the show notes thank you so much it's just been such a pleasure (laughs) just getting to talk to you and um yeah i'm just a huge uh admirer of yours and everything that you've done thank you for being such an amazing part of my childhood because i i loved uh so many shows that you were in and just thank you for your service good sir very much uh, appreciate you (laughs) I've never and been called good sir. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your service, good sir, and everything sounds, you've done for voiceover. Sounds then, so yeah. fancy. Yes. Well, it's been it's a pleasure been a to talk to you. Pleasure. Yeah. You too. Thanks for coming Honestly, on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast and want to support it, the best way you can do that is to subscribe, give it a five-star rating and review, and share it with a friend.